In this episode, I answer some podcast listener questions about importing and private labeling. Hello and welcome to the Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Hey, hey, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to episode number 77 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for tuning in. Glad that you could make it, as always, no matter where you're listening. And uh, it's about that time. Um, in just a, just about a minute or so, I'm going to play two or three different customer, not customer, geez, thinking customers, uh, listener questions of the podcast, and I'm going to give my feedback and answers. So we'll do that in just a second. And uh, just real quickly wanted to mention, if you watched Game 3 of the NBA Finals the other night or last night, depending upon when you're listening to this, oh boy, I feel sorry for you Cleveland Cavalier fans as the, uh, the wonderful Kevin Durant absolutely ripped your guys' hearts out at the last second there with that three-pointer. So, my God, it must be a bad day to be a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, knowing that you might be swept in the finals. So, I'm, I'm feeling for you. And all you uh, LeBron lovers out there, I, I think he's a great player, but just wanted to go on record. In my opinion, he is and never will be Michael Jordan. So, just chew on that for a moment. Let that sit. You want to complain about it? Join me in the Facebook group. Let's have some friendly basketball chat. MJ's number one all-time, period, end of story. I don't care what you say. Ain't, ain't changing my mind. So I just thought I'd throw that out there to you guys. Feel bad that you lost the way you did, and uh, we'll see what happens in the next game. And uh, real quick, guys, um, iTunes reviews. We're at 49 iTunes reviews, which is awesome. So thank you so much. We just need one more to hit that 50 mark. And for the person that leaves the 50th iTunes review, I will happily read your review on a future podcast episode. So maybe make it awesome, exciting, funny, hilarious, whatever, add humor to it. Um, Really looking forward to getting that 50th review. So thank you in advance on that. Um, Let's see here. Oh, last thing I wanted to mention real quick. Um, There's been a lot of conversation about GS1 UPC codes again. And as you guys know, I've tackled this subject many months ago, many times over. And it seems like every so often, uh, somebody kind of like posts some things in different Facebook groups for the Amazon sellers and people just go wild over it. And apparently somebody was saying that their, the listings are being taken down by Amazon because of their UPC codes are not legit for whatever reason. They're not GS1 or something to do with, you know, issues with that. And a lot of people start to get concerned, confused on what types of codes they absolutely need or should buy or whatever it might be. Um, so I always you know, like to weigh in on things like this. So what I actually did is I reached out to um, Snap UPC and I just said, hey, uh, there's been some rumblings about GS1 codes and UPC codes with Amazon listings again. Can you assure me that the that the UPC codes that you are selling are going to be okay with Amazon with the GS1 stuff and all this and that. And again, I was reassured, no problems. Okay. So I don't know where these rumblings came from in the different Facebook groups, what their situations were exactly, but I know a few people have been concerned about it. So I thought I would bring it up. Um, if you're just getting started, you know, sometimes if you see in the Facebook groups, people say, oh yeah, you need to go out and spend a bunch of money on these GS1 codes. That is technically not true. Okay. So if you go through a site, like Snap UPC, they are GS1 codes. They will work. They're good. 
Um, but again, you don't have to spend a fortune doing it. If you're just getting started, you're not brand registered, you're, you're just, you know, want to put that first listing up there. It is not a requirement that you spend hundreds of dollars on your unique own GS1 code. I don't care what anybody says. It's not required. Okay. So check out snapupc.com. And if you use code PL show, that's PL show at checkout, I think you get like 20% off or 25% off or something like that on uh, the codes that you buy. So I've purchased plenty of codes through Snap UPC before over the years. I've never had an issue whatsoever. Um, Purchase codes elsewhere, you know, this and that. I've tried a bunch of different ones in different manners for different things, but never had an issue with theirs. So again, check out snapupc.com. PL show is the code that'll save you a couple of bucks if you're looking to scoop up some some, uh, UPC codes that will work. All right, so that's that. All right, so let's get into the questions here. The first question comes from Josh, so let's roll this. Hey, Nick. When private labeling any product, what qualifies for something being private labeled? Is it a logo on the product, on the package, or both? And does the logo have to be the same as your business or Amazon name? I know eventually you would want to start building a brand with all products having the same thing. Am I right? Or am I thinking too far in a box? Two major concerns are protecting my product from hijackers, but also to have a logo that I don't necessarily have to marry myself to in case I want to change it for later. Thanks for all your help. Hey, Josh, thanks for the question. I appreciate it. I'll do my best to kind of answer. I know you asked a kind of like a, a lot of layers to your situation there. So I'll, t- I'll do my best to remember what you're kind of asking. Um, so one of your questions was, do you need to have your logo be the same as your business name? Absolutely not. Doesn't matter. It doesn't need to match up if you don't want it to whatsoever. Okay. So your logo can be completely different than your your Amazon seller name or your business name on Amazon, whatever. It doesn't have to be the exact same. Um, and then you did have concerns about private labeling. Like, do you need to have your logo on the product itself and the packaging or really what really constitutes private label on Amazon? Amazon doesn't really have any like specific rules on that in general. Like they're not saying, oh, you can't, you can't sell this product because you don't have your logo on it. It doesn't work like that. They don't really, they don't care. Okay. But obviously you did mention protections about, you mentioned things like hijacking and being able to protect yourself that way. And in which case it would make sense to Put a logo on the product itself. You want to differentiate it a little bit. You want to brand a little bit, obviously. Um, again, not a 100% requirement. It's just easy to do, so you just do it. And um, it, you don't have to put it on your packaging. So like as an example, if you're selling a product that maybe you can get away with just putting in a poly bag, then you're probably not going to put your logo on the, that packaging. But if you're doing premium packaging, by all means, yeah, you're going to want to put that logo on there, right? So if you're selling a product that demands premium packaging, then yeah, it just makes sense to put it on that packaging as well. But again, it's not a requirement that you know you have to follow a specific set of rules with that in general. But um, it just makes sense to do it, and it's not hard to do. So uh, hopefully that answers that question there. And then you did have concerns about um, how how does it all work with like you don't want to be married to a specific uh, brand if you know maybe you change your mind or, or how does that all work? Well, let me just give you an example maybe from mine, and hopefully you can kind of see this how this works. So. I, I have an LLC for my business, okay, that I have registered with Amazon with the taxes and all that good stuff with the account, um, and that's a that's one name, okay. It's you know ABC LLC, whatever it might be, and um, my Amazon seller name or my store name or business name with them 
is completely different than that. It could be, let's say, A1 products or whatever. And underneath there, then, I could have kind of like an umbrella. Like underneath that, then I could have a brand or multiple brands underneath that umbrella as I see fit. Okay, so maybe I sell in baby and I could have uh, Nick's Baby Products be my, my brand name. And again, I, I'm not married to that Nick's Baby Products till the end of time. I mean, I could have, I could start another brand. I could change things around as I see fit. It's really not that hard to do. So don't feel like you're going to be locked into a specific thing. Now, what I might recommend that you do, since you're a little bit unsure, probably sounds like what niche you want to go down and you just maybe want to kind of leave things open for now, I would recommend almost just like an open brand concept at this point where your names are just kind of generalized where it would allow you to place products in any niche and, it, and people wouldn't think it's weird with your, with, your, with your names and stuff like that. So again, A1 products, elite products, whatever, like something just kind of generic but also kind of sounds cool and, and it's not taken, if you will, by somebody else. So you know that way, at least when you launch products out there, it's an open brand concept. It allows you to go into any niche and still sell. And then as you see maybe fit down the road where you're like, wow, I really like selling products in, um, you know, the, the grilling niche. I, I think I want to uh, really go down that rabbit hole and create an entire like dedicated brand to that and not have a generalized thing. I mean, certainly you can pivot at any time and, and, uh, go down that rabbit hole and maybe brand it as like, you know, Josh's grilling stuff or whatever it might be and, and make your logos different and all that kind of stuff and start up its own little deal as you see fit. So yeah, you do have flexibility with that. Don't feel like you're, you're locked, you know, deadlocked into a specific name that you can't get out of and can't change. You can really just pivot as you see fit, but the open brands concept sounds like what I would recommend to you to start out with, um, giving you flexibility. So Hopefully that makes sense. If you got any further questions on that, uh, just jump on our Facebook group at privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. And uh, maybe I could further clarify if I didn't really hit all of the, uh, the marks appropriately. So again, thanks for your question, Josh. All right, so let's go to the next question here. This question is from Eli. And Eli has some questions about brand registry. Hi, Nick. You uh, obviously emphasize the importance of brand registry I went to try to register my brand just recently and noticed um, that you have to be trademarked, uh, which as far as I can tell, isn't necessarily a cheap process when you're just starting out before maybe you've completely validated your product. Do you think it's worth it to still go ahead and pay to trademark Um what you're selling your brand so you can go ahead and, and uh, do brand registry or would you recommend waiting? Um, all right. Thank you. Hey, Eli, thanks for the question. I really appreciate it. And um, very timely because the Amazon brand registry system or the program kind of changed recently. Obviously, if you've been following along, paying attention, I think it was maybe a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, Amazon said, Hey, we're going to make all these great changes to the brand registry system, even gave it its own website and um, one of the, the barriers of entry, though, as was mentioned, you need to, in order to be approved, you need to have a trademarked name. So that is obviously not a quick and easy process. That does take a lot of months and much time and effort to kind of get that going. So, yeah, that kind of changes things. Um, people that were previously enrolled in the brand registry got grandfathered over, as far as I know. Uh, shouldn't be any issues with that, but... Anybody new coming aboard with a new brand or new sellers, yeah, you have an extra hoop to jump through now. And in your case, Eli, 
It doesn't sound like you've launched a product yet. Maybe I'm wrong on that, um, at least for this particular brand. So my advice to you is at this point, uh, you should really get focused in on other things other than brand registry. Um, you should you know, working, be working on a lot of other things to be successful. And it, unfortunately, because of that trademarking thing, yeah, you're probably going to want to wait on, on the brand registry and the trademarking stuff unless you can prove or you know, until you at least prove that your product or your brand is going to be successful and that you can make some money from it and that you can kind of start building you know, multiple products around that brand and you know it's going to be a hit and a success because uh, you, know, you did such a good job with it. And at that point, I would say, okay, let's get this brand registered now. I've had some success. And at that point, you can explore the trademarking. And again, that's going to take time. So just put that in, you know, into consideration that, that you know, that's not an overnight thing. I don't know how many months that's going to take, but again, uh, it's slow and steady with the trademarking. So once you get the trademark, then obviously you can get enrolled in brand registry down the road and, ex- and uh, experience all those benefits of that program. But for right now, man, just go with uh, everything else. Just you know, make sure you're doing what you got to do to be successful with that um, product and those and that brand that you're going to create. So that way, you do have to explore trademarking because you had had that much success. So. Um, hopefully that's just short and sweet advice. Obviously I can kind of elaborate a little bit more on my thoughts around that whole subject. Uh, if you do need any further clarification or want to talk a little bit more about it, join us in the Facebook group, Eli, if you're not a member yet, that's at privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB, or you could just search us through the search bar. So, uh, that about does it guys. I appreciate your questions. And if you have a question that you want me to answer or give my opinion or advice on, on a future podcast episode, go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash ask. Or if you go to privatelabelershow.com, you'll see a button for this and you can simply submit a voice question. So uh, you guys have yourself a great rest of the day. Take some action out there, even if it's just one little thing. Take one little small action that's going to move you that much closer to achieving your goals for your private label business. I know you guys are going to kick butt the rest of the day and take names. And I look forward to hearing about it in the Facebook group or wherever else. So talk to you later. Bye.